Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4 says, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier and also if anyone competes in athletics he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules verse 6 then says the hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. I want to talk to you from the subject tonight. Toughen up. Toughen up. Toughen up. Put in the chat if you're watching online. Toughen up. If you are in the room, just look at somebody through your mask and tell them, hey, toughen up. Show them the arm emoji. Toughen up. Toughen up. Listen, listen, listen. I want to kind of encourage us tonight, um, this evening, to... Um, to help us understand that, you know, you and I are going to face adversity and tough times in our lives. I would love to tell you that we as believers are exempt from having to face opposition. I would like to tell you that you and I are exempt from having to go through adversity. If we were, listen, I would be jumping around here. If I didn't have any challenges, I would be like, cool, things are good. If everything just went well, I would just... I would be a happy man. I know you would be as well. We live in a time, ladies and gentlemen, that I begin to notice that in our generation that we are um, we are somewhat uh, not in a place of being mentally strong when opposition or the little adversity hits our lives. We live in a time where, and I want to preference where I'm trying to say here and go tonight, that we praise walking away from certain situations when the slightest opposition hits, and then we, we call it in the name of taking care of our mental health. Now, let me make this very clear. I have preached about mental health and mental illness since the very start of our church. I've gone into very detailed in explaining what is mental illness and what is and taking care of your mental health. I've also showed you different ways and different people to connect with when it comes down to dealing with the serious issue of mental illness that is plaguing our generation. The issue that I'm now attacking tonight is that there are moments in our lives where I want to teach us how to fight, 
How do we fight? How do we fight back what's trying to overcome you? What do you, how, how do you overcome what's trying to take over you, that's trying to take over your mind, that's trying to take over your heart? I want to show you tonight how you fight. Again, let me tell you something that you and I's wrestle is not against flesh and blood. Your wrestle is not with a person. Your, ref, your wrestle is with principalities, spirits of the dark world. Let me help you understand something that the enemy can use a person too. The same way God uses people, the enemy uses people as well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, ladies and gentlemen, am concerned of our ability to persevere when adversity strikes. Some people, ladies and gentlemen, when adversity strikes, backs down from it and curls up and don't know what to do, is paralyzed. In the adversity, paralyzed in the opposition and backs away instead of moving forward and moving through it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you tonight that there are things in your life that God is not always going to remove and, uh, and escape and allow you to escape from. There are things, ladies and gentlemen, that God has to literally show you who he is in the middle of a situation and give you the strength and the grace to move through it. There are times in our lives where I would love to tell you that God would just get rid of it immediately. But there are times when God allows a sickness to stay there. To show you that he's a healer. There's sometimes and moments in our lives where God will allow certain things to take you through certain things that you've asked to be removed. So he can show you how 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 he, uh, to show you an aspect of his character in your life and show you how you can overcome that Goliath to overcome that, that overcome that giant of an obstacle that stands in your way. Ladies and gentlemen, you will never be able to accomplish your God given assignment, always shrinking back when opposition hits. If you're going to do anything great for God, you have to expect that you're going to face some adversity. If you want to do anything great for God, you have to expect that you're going to get an opposition along the way. If you're going to fulfill your God-given mission, your God-given calling over your life, you have to know that there is an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy you who wants to literally discourage the plans of God over your life. That's what he wants to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you tonight about my friend Timothy. My friend Timothy, ladies and gentlemen, he would be considered a son in the gospel to Paul. What I mean by that is, ladies and gentlemen, we are introduced to Paul. uh, We're introduced to Timothy by his parent, by his grandmother and his mother. Eunice and Lois, who brought this young man to the temple one day. Who brought this man around the, uh, this young boy around the apostles. And Paul takes and sees something in Timothy and puts him under his wing. Matter of fact, he would be considered what we call a disciple of Paul. Someone who he, he groomed in the faith. Someone who, who came with him on his missionary trips and journeys. Someone that Paul would call someone who was trustworthy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, he writes 1 Timothy to him and the book of 2 Timothy as well. And in this text, in this particular 2 uh, Timothy, Paul is writing this from prison. Paul writes this at a time where he's soon to be persecuted. But Paul is writing these last few letters to his spiritual sons like Titus and Timothy. Timothy, ladies and gentlemen, he would be God is he, he's now because Paul is transitioning off of the scene. Paul knows that his time is almost up now and he's taken every single moment he has to pour into Timothy. He's taking every moment that he has in jail and he's pouring into Timothy and writing to him because Timothy, ladies and gentlemen, is about to become the pastor and overseer over the churches of Ephesus. Timothy, ladies and gentlemen, has this great task to take on, uh, to be responsible over the care of a people. Ladies and gentlemen, while your responsibility may not be pastoring like it was Timothy, you too have a God-given call that God has put over your life to accomplish. You too have, is, is, have a huge magnitude of the anointing that is on your life to fulfill uh, what God has put you on the earth to do. And so what if it's not pastoring? It's something else that God has in store for you, for you to accomplish, for you to complete. And you would need a, a, a Paul to come alongside you as being a Timothy to encourage you and to pour into you so that you can fulfill your God-given mission. Hey everyone, this is Elder Brittany here from Transformation Christian Fellowship and TCS has a birthday. We are turning five years old this September 5th at 5 o'clock p.m. We want you to celebrate with us with all of the wonderful things that God has done in and through our church. And so we want you to make sure that you are either watching here online on YouTube or if you are joining us in person, we want you to register now. Come and be ready to celebrate what God has done five years as a church and remember transformation starts here and what paul begins to share with timothy the book of first book of timothy and second book of timothy are no more than exhortations and no more than instructions on how to deal with the assignment that he has in front of him he talks to him about doctrinal stuff. He encourages him. He gives him instructions. He's a young man taking over this opportunity here. And he's telling him, you got to do this so that your, your youth will not, so that nobody will take your youth and try to, and, and try to take it and dismiss it. That's right. Don't let anyone despise your youth. That's why you have to walk in this conduct. That's why you have to do this, Timothy. Because there's going to be moments people are going to challenge you. You're going to face challenges. You're going to face opposition. All right. So he's talking to Timothy. And here we go. We're in a conversation with my guy, Timothy. Feel the way Timothy feels. Timothy, his product, his, 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 uh, his, his mentor in the Lord. He's in jail. And now he's get, he has the responsibility now to lead. Just think of how you would feel. You got to lead a whole region, a whole city. Yeah. See, churches back then, was you weren't just leading a church. You were leading churches. Yeah. <laughs> a whole region. 
and you got this task. Timothy, a young man, he has all the, he has what it takes. But just think about how you would feel. I would feel nervous. I would feel timid. I would not feel courageous like I feel like I should because I just have this uh, a big task in front of me. And so the first thing that Paul does out of the 25 times that he encouraged him to do this, he tells him in the, in, in, in the first verse, ladies and gentlemen, he tells him to be strong. He tells him to be strong. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't told this is one out of the 25 times in the New Testament where, where Paul has told this specifically to, or excuse me, where Paul has told this specifically to Timothy, telling him to be strong. What we infer from the text, ladies and gentlemen, infer from these different exhortations that Paul gives to Timothy, when you know someone so well, you know what you have to say to get them motivated you know what you have to say to them to get them encouraged you know what you have to say to them because you know how they feel right now and Paul is saying listen my son he said be strong you my son is going to need some strength ladies and gentlemen this is not the only time when Paul has been talking about strength Matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, another time that we see him talking about strength, ladies and gentlemen, is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, where he tells the people in Ephesus, he says, he tells them, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So again, he says in here, Paul is telling them, hey, you got to be strong. In the very same text, he then goes on to say and put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Meaning, ladies and gentlemen, you're never going to put on the whole the whole armor of God if you don't first become strong. Because you won't put on the armor of something that you don't believe that it has the power to keep you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, he's telling you, you have to toughen up here. You got to be strong. You're not going to stand against the wiles of the enemy if you don't be, if you don't get, if you don't be strong. Now, let me go a little step further for us, ladies and gentlemen, is that he give he just doesn't tell Paul, excuse me, Paul does not just tell Timothy to be strong and not tell him what to be strong in. Can I help you? Can I help us? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is if you're going to toughen up, you got to first be strong in the grace. That is Christ Jesus. That is in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That here we go, that Paul gave him a specific way on how to be strong. See, you think that your strength can come from you. You will lose the fight. You will lose. You will not have, you don't have the courage within without uh, absent from the Holy Spirit to help you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why he says, be strong in the Lord. He didn't say be strong in yourself. Because you have to understand that the gospel records and the Bible shows us that the man, that the human man is deprived. 
We have a depravity about ourselves. We need something to rely and depend on. That's why God sent his son. Because the law was to show us that no matter how we thought we were strong enough to fulfill it, we couldn't fulfill it in our own selves. Hallelujah, that when temptation and stuff comes knocking on our door, that we don't have it within us to accomplish that. So we need the Holy Spirit. So what he's saying is, I need you to be strong, not in your might, not in your wisdom, not in your intellect. I need you to be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. That you have to understand that God has an infinite, oh my God, has infinite power and infinite strength. And that what Jesus is telling us today is that come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. A part of the grace of God is being able to experience this level of favor of resting in him. Hallelujah. This level of uh, this level of unmerited favor that is not deserved for us. That we don't deserve it. We, 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 we in ourselves don't have not earned it or anything like that. And we cannot buy it. It's something that when you can, oh my God, when you know where you've been. And when you know who you are. And you know what Jesus has delivered you from. I can stand, oh my God, in the strength of the realization of the grace of God towards my life. And understand that I am nothing without his favor. I am nothing without his care i am nothing without his strength and his comfort and that's what gives me the strength so when times hard times come i understand that i'm not alone when hard times come i know that i don't have to curl back because then i understand that when i'm under the grace of god i realize that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world i realize that the greater one has left me left me on the earth a deposit which is his spirit and upon receiving him upon salvation that spirit now then makes room in my cell and then when i go through tough times i'm not going through it alone but i got his spirit pushing me in the back and saying you can go and handle it he said listen you don't listen you listen you don't serve a weak god so you don't have to back down Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The reason why you're still being confronted with things is because you haven't chose to deal with it. Listen, let me tell you something. Instead of letting it torment you, why don't you raise up to it and tell the tormentor you can go to the place that was created for you. Instead of you having people come and live and going through the oppression and torment, why don't you begin to tell it where it can go and tell it who your daddy is and tell it that I have a God that fights for me. I have a God that commands angels charge over my life. I have a God that guess what? That will never allow the righteous to be forsaken. He's saying, listen, you're going to be tough. You got to be tough, Timothy, because you're going to face some opposition in your new place. You're going to face some opposition in your in the position that you God has called you to. But let me tell you something. How you combat and how you toughen up is you got to get strong in grace. You got to get strong in the grace of our Lord. You got to realize that, listen, the grace of God is not an is, is not an object. It's a person. It's Jesus the Christ. And Jesus is the 
one who we look to. He said, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him. He, oh my God, he despised, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Let me tell you something, when you put your eyes on Jesus, and you stand in that grace, and live in the grace, let me tell you something, grace wasn't just for your salvation, grace was for you to live in it, grace was for you to move and operate under a new level of favor, under a new level of a new help in heaven, grace was for us to activate us in the things of God, a part of grace of God is the spirit of God, which are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and with those gifts, I can destroy the kingdom of hell. Somebody say, I got to toughen up here. I got to toughen up here. You got to remind, you got to remind yourself that listen, let me tell you something. I wouldn't have courage neither if it was just me that had to deal with it. But the courage I have cannot be explained. It can only be experienced and is in experiencing Jesus and experience his life changing power. It's how I can be strong. Uh, he's saying, listen here, Timothy, I need you to be strong in that grace. Paul tells him, listen, you got to be strong there. You got to toughen up, Timothy, because let me tell you something about our, my, my friend, Timothy, my friend, Timothy, what we can infer that he had moments or streaks of being timid, that he was naturally timid. Some scholars and, and people would say that he was maybe naturally timid or that he was easily discouraged. And Paul was telling his, his, mentor, his mentee saying, listen here, Tim, you're taking it over, man. Listen, I'm not going to be around forever, but let me leave you some good news that if you be strong in his grace if you be strong in his grace Timothy let me tell you something don't forsake it see part of being strong in the grace of God is being strong in doctrine and when you're strong in the doctrine of the word of God that gives you something to rest on I can't rest on your man-made philosophy I can't live off of your main man-made theology I can only live by the words of the Lord Jesus Christ because out of his word brings life out of this work gives me new life out of this work gives me strength and if I'm gonna rest on the grace of God I gotta rest on what his word says that he shall hide me under his oh my God under his oh my God his mighty hand and he shall hide me under his pavilion <laughs> hallelujah Let's just say I can be tough when I got Jesus. Let me tell you something. Have you ever experienced and seen in the movies one time how a person would run their mouth but didn't have no backup? The reality is, let me tell you something. It's one thing to run your mouth and you can't fight and don't have no backup. It's another thing when you can run your mouth to the thing that's trying to come against you and you got the backup of, oh my God, God and the whole host of heaven. You can put out whatever you want to think you're going to put on me. You can try to ruin my name. You can try all of that stuff. But guess what? It shall not come nigh to me. Oh my God, with my eyes only, I shall see the reward of the wicked. The reality of the matter is when you're strong in the word of God, you can talk your stuff because you know God going to back you up. 
Hallelujah. Tell somebody say, talk that talk. You can talk the talk, but you got to believe the talk. You got to believe what you're saying. You just can't say it any old type of way. You got to have this word. I've had this word hidden in my heart so that I would not sin against thee. You got to have this word so rooted because it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hallelujah. Listen here, I said I got to get tough. I got to get mentally tough. I got to understand that I'm more. Listen, tell me, let me tell you something too. I don't care if you got to cry going through it. See, crying doesn't mean I'm weak. Hallelujah, don't mean I'm weak. I can, I, that's the difference between crying and running away and crying and running through it. Even if I got to cry and run through it, I'm going to run through it. Even if I got to go and go on my knees, I'm going to get through it. Even if I got to crawl through it, I'm going to crawl through it because I got the grace and mercy of God. Whatever I got to do, I'm not going to let it. Another generational curse stop me. I'm not going to allow another thing to try to pass through my family to get to me. I'm not going to allow my own doubt, my own unbelief to kill me here. I'm not going to let the devil talk me out of my promise. I'm not going to let the devil turn me and take me away for what I know God has destined for me. I'm going to walk Listen here, Tim, you got to be strong. Not only just be strong, but be strong in the grace. Say, I got to be strong in grace. See, the grace of God gives you an empowerment. It empowers you. It enables you to do things and to, to be able to go through life and get through this life with the strength of God. Hear me. Hear me. And he says, listen, let me tell you this. Be strong. And I, I got to give you this command, Tim. Let me tell you something. I, I got to help you out for a second. And you got to do this, Tim. He said, listen, you therefore must. Now, let me put us out. Let me deal with a little grammar here, ladies and gentlemen. This right here, you must, is not a, a, a proposition. This, ladies and gentlemen, you must, is not telling us, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 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 that, that, uh, uh, that, that he, what he's doing and the tone that this particular, uh, 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 this text, this scripture, or this verse is carrying is a requirement. It is not something for up for discussion. It is not something that you can think of not doing. No, this is what Tim. Paul is telling Timothy, he's saying you must endure. Let me tell you something. Your future depends on you enduring. Your future depends on you persevering. Let me tell you something. Your children's children is dependent on your perseverance. Yo, my God, your family is dependent on your perseverance. Your financial breakthrough is depending on your finance. Oh, my God, on your endurance and your perseverance. Oh, my God, help me now. Your life is dependent on you enduring and now guess what let me not just say it in a selfish way there are people that are depending on you to persevere hallelujah he's saying this is not an option 
This is not an option. He said you must endure. How you get tough, not only do you be strong in grace, but you got to endure, Tim. It's not enough to be strong. You got to endure because strength can fade after a long time in battle. God, help me. Ah, your strength can get depleted when you're wrestling. And oh my God. But the reality is, in the secret of it all, is you got to persevere. Hallelujah. Because eventually the devil knows how to wait you out. But if you know how to persevere, you can say you can bring it on. Because I can wait you out. And I can defeat you. You can try to wake me out. You can try to think I'm going to slip up. But guess what? I'm not fooling for. I'm not falling for that. I got the endurance. I can do this all night. That's when the devil tried to tempt Jesus. Oh my God, in the wilderness. Jesus told a man, Kale, oh my God, he said, why don't you turn those stones into bread? And Jesus said, guess what? Hallelujah, man can live off of bread alone. But out of every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Let me tell you something. Why don't you throw yourself off to Jesus? Don't you tempt the Lord thy God. I can do this all night with you. I got scripture to combat every lie you're going to tell me. I got something to combat everything you try to set up for me. Hallelujah. He's saying, listen, you must endure. Watch me. He says endure. He gives three metaphors. One as a soldier, one as an athlete, and one as a farmer. Tonight, I'm only going to focus on one, and I'm going to get out your way. He's saying you must endure as a good soldier. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something tonight. There's a difference between a good and a bad soldier. Hallelujah. The reality of the matter is he tells you and he goes into further detail what makes a good soldier. See, a good soldier is not a good soldier just because he is enlisted in the war. No, 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 no. What makes you a good soldier is that your focus. Hallelujah. How you going to get toughened up? You got to get your focus back. That's how you going to toughen up. You got to get focus again. You got to get a renewed focus. See, this is what the scripture says. He says no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Hallelujah. Can I help you real quick? Let me tell you something. The Bible says be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. Again, that's how a good soldier knows not to entangle himself with things that don't matter to, oh my God, things don't matter to where he's going in his, oh my God, into his journey. See, when you're a soldier, you gotta be alert at all costs because you don't know where the danger is coming from. You don't know where the danger may come. See, you thinking the danger is going to come from outside and the enemy can be slick and bring somebody who's close to you. Oh my God, to have the danger. But I got good news when you're a good soldier. You can see that joker from a mile away and say, where did you come from? Where did you come from? I know you didn't come from here. I know what you're trying to do. See, a good soldier, ladies and gentlemen, what makes a good soldier tough is that he's alert at all times. What makes a good soldier is that he's not entangling himself with business that is not of war. You've got to understand that. Let me tell you something. When you gave your life to Christ, you got enlisted into a fight. And I know, guess what? I know you didn't ask for it. I know you weren't expecting this. I know that you weren't expecting to go through this type of turmoil. I know that you thought that you were going to just escape it. But let me tell you something. The moment you switch sides is the moment the enemy said, okay, you came to the other side. Now I got the 
kill you. And the reality of the matter is, is when you're focused on God, and when you're a good soldier, you're not entangling the stuff in the same lust that tripped you out before. You're not ensnaring yourself and getting entangled with the same thing that pleased you and gave you pleasure before. But you're focusing on God and getting rid of and taking anything away from you that's going to divert your attention. Say, Pastor, teach me how to fight. This is good. Teach me how to fight. The reality is, the reality is, he's saying you got to endure like a good soldier. It takes endurance. Uh, he said, listen, this ain't no, this ain't no, this ain't me just telling. No, this is a command. You have to endure. Hallelujah. Having done all to stand, stand. The reality of the matter is, uh, if you're going to be a good soldier, because guess what? The reason why he doesn't entangle himself, because this is what Paul says, that he may please him who has enlisted him as a soldier. Because when, let me tell you something, when you're a good soldier, you only focus on what matters and what matters is pleasing God ah, hallelujah that's how I don't get myself ensnared and entangled because I realize it's not about me it's not about what I want it's about pleasing who enlisted me in this battle it's about pleasing my Lord it's about pleasing my commanding officer who's Jesus the Christ another name for God is the Lord of hosts that he is the Lord over the hosts and that is my goal is to please him because at the end of the day that's why he gave another metaphor of an athlete because the goal of an athlete is to get the crown at the end the goal of an athlete is to get what we just celebrated the Olympics is to get that gold or that medal around their neck and guess what it takes discipline it takes training and I gotta endure when my body don't feel like it I gotta endure when my mind is telling me I can go and do that I got the endure when I feel like giving in and throwing in the tie. I got the endure when it doesn't seem like my training is lasting forever. I got to endure because when I get there, I'm going to be able to fight and I'm going to be able to win and get that crown. That at the end of the day, I'm living to hear God say, well done, my faithful servant. That's what I'm living to hear. And guess what? I'm living to have him place that crown on my head. Listen to him and say, say, toughen up. You got to have a mental toughness about you. Hallelujah, your body hurting. You got to get tough. Ah, things not seeming to go well. Just toughen up right here. Let me tell you something, just toughen up right here. Because you got to put on your game face now. I got to be like my boy Kobe and put on that mama mentality and begin to take it on. Because the reality of the end of the day is guess what? I know where I'm going after. I'm trying to teach you how to fight and win. I'm trying to teach you how when life come knocking on your door, you can go back at it and say, you know what? I've seen you before. And guess what? I'm ready to deal with this thing. Look at somebody say, toughen up. You got to toughen up. You got it. You got it. You got the spirit of God with you. You got all the angels heavens with you. The reality of the matter, he said, listen here. I want you to compete. Listen to here. Because he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. He's saying if you compete, this ain't about the matter of laws. He's saying if you compete by God's standard, living righteous, 
Hallelujah. Part of the rules is not quitting. <laughs> oh, my God, help me in here. Part of the rules is God don't take no shortcut. Oh, my God. He said, I want you to, part of the rules is having to deal with it and endure. <laughs> and you know what? For some of you, if you don't toughen up here, you about to forfeit the greatest harvest you about to experience in your life. Some of you, you watching me right now, you saying, Pastor B, I don't know if you were in my in my room last night and because you preaching everything that, that, that I wasn't going through. The reality of the matter is you about to give up what God has in store for you. And you can't, let me tell you something, you came on the right life tonight because guess what? You got much, you got too much hanging on the balance for you to quit here. You got too much hanging on the balance for you to allow a joker to rob you out of your oh my god your joy out of your oh my god out of the abundance that's coming your way somebody tell you something tonight it ain't worth it so i want you to endure as a good soldier because you got to understand a good soldier is focused i want you to endure as a good soldier because a part of being a good soldier ladies and gentlemen is understanding that who enlisted him it's pleasing who enlisted you. You got to fight. You, 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 can't, you can't get away from it. You can't walk away from the fight. Because guess what? It will find you. <laughs> ah, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Lastly, and I'm coming to a close. I got to go. I'm getting out of here now. And he says this. And I'm out of here. I thought I was only just do one. I thought well, I'm only just do all of them. Here it is. He's saying the hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. The reason why he used a farmer because a farmer is hardworking. That means in order for me to toughen up, I got to understand that with this, it comes hard work. See, a lot of people run away from the fight because they don't want to work. You run away from the fight because you don't want to do the work that it takes to having to persevere through it. It takes work. See, a farmer has to, under, let me tell you something, a farmer does not expect to harvest the next day. See, that's the problem with our generation. You don't, you think that I need to, I do something that day and you want to see results. I think if I'm going to work out one day and I did 30 minutes on the treadmill, I think I should lose 10 pounds right there. I wish, but it didn't happen for me last night. <laughs> Hallelujah, it don't work that way. It takes hard work. It takes hard work, ladies and gentlemen. It don't going to come overnight. See, let me tell you something. You think the battle may be one day? No, 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 no. It can last a couple days. It can last a year. It can last a couple months. But the reality of the matter is, is that it's going to be hard work to persist through this thing. What you're being called to, Timothy, takes hard work. Just think of the farmer. But here's the good news about it. But consider what I say. <laughs> And may the Lord give you understanding in all of these things of which I told you. Because he must be the first to partake of the crops. He must be the first one that's, that, that's putting things together, making sure the ground is good. Because when that seed comes, the, his hard work is going to be rewarded into a harvest. But he has to endure. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to get tough mentally? You got to learn how to endure. 
You want to be able to, you want to be able to finally be the first one in your family to, to break things and, and, and to, to, to open up new ways, then you got to endure. You're going to have to do what it takes. Hallelujah. And guess what you can, and guess the good news is about it tonight. God is not calling you to do it in your own skin. Hallelujah. God is not calling to do it in your own self. God is calling you to do it in his strength and his might and with his intellect, with his wisdom, with his direction. Because listen, I don't got to do this thing alone. Hallelujah. You want to get tough? You got to get tough in God. Hallelujah. And when you get tough in God, you have to endure hallelujah hallelujah i gotta endure hallelujah that's what paul was telling him he said paul uh, that's what paul was telling timothy what better person to learn about endurance and hard work from than any other person than paul paul ladies and gentlemen was stake bitten paul ladies and gentlemen had a bunch of lashes on his back because of the cause for christ hallelujah he said i paul became a prisoner of G lord jesus christ the reality of the matter is paul went through many persecution and Jesus told him in the very beginning that you would suffer many things for my name but that didn't stop Paul and the reason why we hear about Paul and the many books that he's written in the New Testament is because he knew how to endure ah, and when you learn how to endure ladies and gentlemen what a better person hallelujah not only that but Jesus also endured hallelujah Jesus is our greatest example that guess what in all that he faced on that oh my god on that day hallelujah on that good Friday the reality of the matter is is that he endured all the way to the end he endured oh God people mocking him he endured the ridicule of people he endured being spat upon beaten upon just so that you and I may be made the righteousness of God and guess what he had there's a level of toughness that he had to have if he was going to endure the cross So my encouragement to you tonight is what you going to do. Are you going to back down or are you going to say, all right, I hear that word. I'm going to get up, dust myself off. Hallelujah. Find my best outfit. I'm going to get up and I'm going to fight now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been going too long letting that thing torment you. You've been going too long letting those letting those things keep trying to hold you down. You've been going too long with the same old cycle over and over again. Hallelujah. Today is your day to toughen up. Today is your day to say, no, 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 no. Not another day of it. I'm rising up right here. I'm rising in the strength of God. I'm rising in his strength. I'm rising in his might. Today is my day. Stand to your feet. Say, I got to toughen up here. I got to toughen up. Let's pray right here. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, in the name of Lord Jesus, we pray. I pray over your people tonight. May you give them a mental boldness or give them boldness right now. Give them, oh my God, give them courage right now in the name of Jesus. I pray courage in this room tonight. I pray the courage to face their fears. I pray, oh God, the courage to open up those businesses. I pray for the courage to switch those careers. I I pray for the courage, oh God, to be great in their family. I pray, God, for the courage, oh God, to lead others, oh God, to your to your uh, to to your salvation tonight. I pray, God, for mental boldness uh, upon them. I pray, oh God, that whatever they think of themselves, if they think of themselves below God, what you think of them, let them know that they are the child of God. Let them know tonight that God, they can go with their head held high, oh God, because we don't live in guilt. 
We don't live in condemnation. We don't live in shame. But we live under the grace of God. We live under that great grace. We live under your grace, oh God. Thou my God, and now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I pray over your people tonight that we're stripping that off right now in the name of Jesus. And we're getting our toughness back. We're getting our courage back tonight. We're getting our courage to fight in the name of Jesus Christ. We come, oh my God, we come against every principality, every spiritual wickedness and darkness and high places. We decree and declare, God, that you can tear that kingdom down tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. We touch over our minds that anything, oh God, that we have thought that is not like you, we say, God, take it away now in the name of Jesus. We replace the negative with faith tonight. We replace the negative thoughts with your faith tonight. We replace, oh God, those thoughts that say we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. That I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. I say that I'm a royal priesthood. I've been chosen by God. I replace those negative thoughts tonight and I replace it that I am a conqueror. Hallelujah, I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror in you tonight. I'm an overcomer in you tonight. I replace, oh God, every mental thought in me that say with my low self-esteem, any low self-esteem, let it be real, my God, eradicated. That I know, my God, that I am the bull, my God, that I am who you say I am, that I am who I say that you say I am. In the name of Jesus, that I'm fearfully and that I'm wonderfully made. I've been made in your image. I've been made in your likeness. We call on your name, Jesus, to touch us now. Give us the mental fortitude to stand strong. Give us the love of God, the grace to put on the full armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. That I'm standing flat-footed. I'm standing flat-footed in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm standing on your word. I'm standing on your word. Hallelujah, I'm standing on your word. That I got your word. 
seal it with the word of God tonight. We seal it with the word of God. In the name of Jesus, give God a big amen. I mean, I said come into agreement tonight. If you believe that, come on. If you believe that, come on and give God a praise in this room. I said a praise. Hallelujah. If you know you got victory tonight. Say, I'm tired of fighting alone. I need some family to help fight with me. You can partner here with TCF. The, the directions are on the screen. But I feel good tonight. I feel good tonight. I feel good tonight. Hallelujah. God is fighting. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.